Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, back in the studio on a Thursday morning. We just got him thawed out, and we're ready to talk Chiefs football. So, uh, obviously, uh, Tershawn Wharton out for the season for the guys. Uh, actually uh, did a little bit of a signing for a depth position on the D-line yesterday, um, which will be interesting to see. He was a good rotation guy in Indianapolis, so we'll find out. But, so far, everyone looks like they're go, including, thank God, Harrison Buck. Maybe. Come on, Maybe. don't be, don't be, come on, Ned, 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 stop. He's playing Sunday. It, well, he returned to practice along with Trent McDuffie. They were back at practice yesterday, and that's obviously a very good sign. But they have not been definitely made a part of the roster for Sunday yet. Now, that could happen uh, today or tomorrow, and I kind of suspect it will, but it is not a definite yet. Now, the Chiefs do have some injuries. Uh, Chris Lamons, who's a cornerback on the team, another cornerback, uh, Rashad Fenton, who got roasted on one play against the, uh, the, the game against the Raiders. And safety Brian Cook, these are all D-back guys, and they all have these nagging muscle injuries that you're going to have during the course of the season. It does happen, and they're bothered by that. But you are right, Harrison Butker was at practice yesterday, so is Trent McDuffie, and the Chiefs really do need McDuffie, the rookie from Washington. They need him back there. He's a really solid player. Good in the first game, but got hurt in that first game against the Arizona Cardinals, and now he may be coming back, but again, it has yet to be definitive as far as the Chiefs are concerned. We'll find out. And then after this Sunday, which we could have used him big time, we'll get Willie Gay Jr. back. But I'll tell you right now, some of the guys that have been filling in in that gap that we've well. been, they've done pretty damn good on their own. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, tonight, Thursday night football, will be at Coyote Sports Cafe on South Glenstone starting at 7 o'clock. Bunch of cool stuff to give away, including some cards from the Bears and Commanders because, of course, they're playing in the game tonight. Turn on the lights at Soldier Field in Chicago, right there on Lake Michigan. Uh, I suspect it'll be a good crowd because it is the Thursday night game, but it's not exactly a compelling matchup. The Washington Commanders and the Chicago Bears in this ball game, I'll tell you how non-compelling it is. There is no point spread. It's a pick'em game. <laughs> These are two teams that are virtually the same. I really thought the Bears are going to be a whole lot better with Justin Fields at quarterback, and I think they will be. Carson Wentz, of course, is the QB for the Commanders, former Philadelphia Eagles, former North Dakota State All-America. He's really kind of plateaued out in his NFL career, but Again, when you put them on the field at the same time and let them go after each other, let's see what happens. That'll be the Thursday night game at Soldier Field Chicago tonight. Going to be a good one, especially if you've got guys playing on your fantasy team. Oh, yeah. You need to pay attention to what's going on. Come see us tonight at Coyotes. All right, uh, both Missouri State and Mizzou have a much-needed weekend off. Uh, both of those programs could definitely use the time, but I... They're smart. They'll be running drills the entire time. But we do have some pretty good games this weekend. Really like the Arkansas Razorbacks matchup, which is coming up. The Arkansas is on the road now. Arkansas is another one who needs a win real, real badly. They are going to Provo, Utah. This is really an unusual circumstance for a Southeastern Conference team to be going on the road at this time of the year to play a non-conference game. And that'll be the case of the Arkansas against Brigham Young. And they play out of Provo. Uh, really interesting because Arkansas is a one-point favorite. BYU is good. They're going into the Big 12 Conference maybe as soon as next year, but probably not till 2024. 
But over and above all that, it'll be a nice little matchup. The the Razorbacks and the Cougars playing out in Provo. Very interesting matchup. Now, we mentioned yesterday the Bama-Tennessee game in Knoxville, Tennessee. That's a huge, that's a marquee game, folks. And Alabama, interestingly enough, both teams unbeaten. Alabama's number three, Tennessee's number six. And Alabama is a seven-and-a-half point pick in that game. Southern Cal also playing in Utah. They're playing up in Salt Lake City, and the Trojans take on the Utes. Uh, Southern Cal and Utah, that's a uh, Pac-12 game, could be very interesting. Oklahoma State and Texas Christian, they played down in Fort Worth at Amon Carter Stadium, which has been enhanced now to about 85 or 90,000 fans. It's huge. Uh, Oklahoma State going down there, two really good teams out of the Big 12 Conference with Oklahoma not really a factor this year. And Oklahoma is playing Kansas. And they're among the many big games that are going on across the country. It'll be a lot of fun, but you're right about Mizzou and Missouri State. They both need the time off. Hope they utilize it to the fullest extent. The Bears will play Northern Iowa next week in Cedar Falls. And even though Northern Iowa is down just a bit, that's always been a house of horror for the Bears. You know, um... You're usually a busy guy on Saturday, especially if the Bears are playing in town. You're usually almost always there. So now that they're off, you might have a little bit of an easier Saturday. What game are you going to watch? I am probably going to watch the Bama-Tennessee game because I think that is just a fascinating matchup. Having been to the University of Tennessee and seen their stadium, which is one of the largest in America. place, man. About 105,000, 106,000 fans. like a raceway. They are loud, really loud. It's right there on the Tennessee River. Mm -hmm. The stadium is built there. Fans sail up to the game and dock and go on in. That's what kind of a palatial circumstance you have there. But... Tennessee is tough at home. Alabama hasn't lost. They played two squeakers. Will they, will they have a third one Saturday? So we had uh, a little bit of a National League playoff game yesterday. Actually two, right? Had two of them, as a matter of fact. And uh, the National League was yesterday. American League is today. That's for television purposes to even things out. And both of the National League series are now tied at a game apiece. The Atlanta Braves didn't exactly knock the cover of the ball, off the ball, but neither did the Philadelphia Phillies. The Braves scored three runs in the sixth inning and then made that stand and beat the Phillies 3-0. Neither team hit the ball at all. Pitching is dominating in these short series, and that is always the way it's likely to be for time immemorial in baseball because pitching does dominate. Anyway, Braves beat the Phillies 3-0. And in Los Angeles, the San Diego Padres reversed the score on the Los Angeles Dodgers. Dodgers won the first game 5-3. Padres came back last night and won the game 5-3. So that series is now even at a game apiece with the next two games moving down the coast a little bit to San Diego, California. And the Padres are now suddenly brimmed with confidence. They're overflowing. They think everybody's going to come to the fore and play well. Hey, the Dodgers won 110 games during the regular season, and they are a pretty good baseball team. That's not to say the Padres aren't. But again, once the regular season has ended, all the records are erased. Everything's thrown out, and uh, you start anew, and anything can happen. American League games are today. And I uh, remember that guy I told you about to uh, place the futures on the Padres beginning of the season. I bet he's a happy guy right now. If, if it comes to the four, <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's feeling good, though. He's feeling real good. All right, so it was announced yesterday uh, KC police are going to press uh, misdemeanor assault charges against um, Devontae, Devontae Adams, Adams uh, after the incident at Arrowhead. League's taking a little bit long to come out with the suspension. They always do. 
that is always the case. The league looks over these things for maybe sometimes weeks at a time, and I think what they're doing is waiting to see what the social forces do, the police and so forth and so on. Well, they made their decision, and you're right. Uh, Devontae Adams has a court date in Kansas City on November 10th. I'll be interested to see if he shows up or just sends his lawyers. <laughs> he's send Regardless his lawyers. of this, he's going to get... He, he could stand as much as 180 days in jail and maybe a thousand, couple thousand dollars fine, which for him is pocket change, of course. But he has apologized. He's apologized twice, and they've been articulate apologies. He it seems to he realizes what he did, but that doesn't excuse what he did. I'll be interested to see what the NFL does. I'm predicting a six-game suspension. Of course, he's apologizing because every game he's suspended, that the thousand-dollar fine he's going to have to pay is nothing compared to how much <laughs> he's losing for not playing six games. And he just made a really bad situation even worse. But you know what I always say, once a Raider, always a Raider. All right, uh, fans, we'll get a chance to see uh, the Bears basketball team pretty soon, won't they? They do. Next week coming up, we have back-to-back nights. Uh, Tuesday night is October the 18th, and that's when Dana Ford and the Bears will have an open practice for the fans and then a meet and greet. It's a really pretty good deal. It starts at 6 o'clock over at the the new Great Southern Bank Arena, and uh, really, it's, it's a great chance to get down there and see what the Bears' Dana has. The next night, which is October the 19th, and that's a Wednesday night, that's when Beth Cunningham and the Lady Bears go on the court. Same time, same format, indeed, and you get a chance to meet with them as well. Six o'clock both nights, October 18th and 19th, a chance to meet the Bears and Lady Bears. Each of them will have uh, scrimmages, open scrimmages coming up on homecoming weekend but that is the following week, that's the end of October and that precedes the football game at uh, the uh, Plaster Sports Complex but basketball is coming to the fore, each team will have some exhibition games coming up, hey it's it's closing in on us Mike real quickly and uh, like I said last week, just love this time of the year, just baseball football, hockey, basketball the hockey season, and lots of beer. Hockey season opened on Tuesday night for almost, well, not I can't say that, all, several of the hockey teams. The rest of them are opening up Wednesday tonight, uh, Thursday night tonight, Friday, and then the Blues on Saturday night. And they open up at home against the Columbus Blue Jackets. So what they're doing is staggering these openers for TV purposes. NBA opens up next Tuesday night with a couple of games and then the whole rest of the schedule during the week. We need to get you some more TVs in your living room so you can watch all these things. They just need to work right. Yeah, they just need to work right. Well, I'm not going to help you with that. Ned, I'll see you tomorrow.